Hi, my name is Nicholas Lilly. I'm currently a fourth year vet student at Washington State University's College of Vet Med. And I am just really torn between going into general practice or specializing. Um, I think right now it'd probably be anesthesia is what really is kind of intriguing me and where I you know, could imagine myself. Um, but that is the problem is that I really think I can envision myself in both different worlds. But as of right now, um, yeah, I am just, it, it really feels like kind of a 50-50 pull in completely opposite directions is what my career might look like. Nick, that's a phenomenal question. And I think the important thing at this stage in your career is everyone at this stage in your career, you're like a little pluripotential stem cell. There is so much potential to go in so many directions here. My advice to you is to encourage you to stay broad at the start of your career and start to get a sense of what is it that you actually like doing once you're, you're in charge, you're in the driving seat um, and you have that responsibility and accountability for outcomes. So what do you like doing? What is it you've got some talent at, at doing? Uh, you know, those two things, if you find the sweet spot between those two things, you've got a lot of energy for doing those things. Um, what is it that, that there is demand for you to do and that you anticipate there will be, the, the remain in demand, you know, five, 10 years down the track? That's probably a sensible thing to do. Um, and, 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 and what branch of a career will serve you financially to meet the goals that you're looking to meet further down your career? Now, you know what? Some of those answers you're just not going to have right now. So this is why I actually think going in general practice for a year first to figure, figure some stuff out. One of those things is figuring you out uh, makes a whole lot of sense to me. Now, the question is, do you shut doors in making that decision? And so this actually is all about what are the benefits of one choice versus the risks? And is there an asymmetry? You're looking for, I, I think a really good way to proceed in life is to look for decisions that allow you very big upsides with very manageable or controlled downsides. And if you consistently make decisions that, that are, you know, they seem like little decisions. They don't cost you an awful lot to make those decisions. Uh, and, and if those decisions fail, they don't lose you more than they cost you. Uh, and that might, the cost might be time. It might be emotional energy. It might be money. Um, it might be physical health. Um, but look for sort of an asymmetry that's tipped in your favor there. So what's the, what's the benefit of going in general practice? Well, you get to see a lot of stuff in a short space of time, up close, you get to learn about you and you get some case responsibility, working with people, that's going to make you a more rounded human being, I think. You see some real life as well. And the upside is you're going to learn what things you like, what things you're good at, uh, and, and get some client skills along the way, which is going to help with empathy quite a lot. What's the downside of that? Well, might you be perceived not to be laser focused and might that count against you when you go into a matching program? It might do. Um, however, I know, uh, I know of many people who've gone in practice and then gone back down the specialization route. And I have to say, I, I think those people are, are, are better for it. Uh, you know, and, but the, the best thing you can do there is to speak to people who've followed the pathway that you're considering and just see like what are their opinions on that so how can you gather data that helps you to clarify what the upside 
uh, and the downside? And then what can you do to mitigate the downside risk or maximize the upside? Okay, the same thing goes for anesthesia. Like if you go into an anesthesia residency uh, or internship and residency training program and you get out of that and I don't know how long that takes, like um, maybe that takes you four years or something like that to, to become boarded and you hate it, what then? Because four years is a long time to forget about everything else. Doors are more likely to start closing to you in that case. Now, one would hope that you worked out very quickly that you did not enjoy doing that, but stranger things have happened. Um, the other thing is I know many people who are multiple time boarded uh, in anesthesia, in surgery. Uh, and, and so, you know, it doesn't absolutely close the doors to other avenues because uh, what you will have is a very keen understanding of what's required in that academic environment in order to thrive and come out the other side. You will have shown commitment and that probably puts you in, in, in a strong place uh, in the future. And also when you get specialized, should that skill remain fashionable and in demand? And that seems like a weird thing to say, but I honestly think in the next five or 10 years, uh, technologies are going to change the way that we do a lot of stuff. Uh, and and maybe, maybe that time frame's wrong, but I certainly think that is true. So I think that's worth considering when you're going to commit. Essentially, you're making a bet on what the future looks like with this decision. So my, my own decision would be hang out in as wide a, you know, and a wide and experiential situation as you can and general practice is that base. And then you'll learn a lot more about yourself and then move forward. But that's me. And you mustn't make a decision on what I would say. I, I encourage you to, to use that framework where you set a very clear idea of what it is good looks like for your future. So their criteria, it would look good if I have this qualification or I'm living in this bit of the country. And you can break that down by professional, uh, professionally, what does it look financially? What do your relationships look like? What does it look like spiritually for you? And then once you've got that list, how well do your options meet that list? And then you can think, you know, so that's really your upsides in those categories. And then what are the risks if you get that decision wrong? Can you extract yourself at a relatively low cost without shutting doors elsewhere to doing that? And obviously, if you extract yourself from a matching program, that's the sort of thing that, that probably carries a, a bigger downside risk because it, it shows indecision, it shows lack of commitment, perhaps. What it really shows is you made a mistake and you're you're at least making a change not to get go through with that. Um, so it, it needn't be the end, but I think you would want to be careful about that. So Nick, I, I hope that's a little bit useful for you. Um, good luck with your decision. Um, it's a wonderful decision. I mean, you're spoiled by uh, options and that's a heck of a lot better place to be than to have no options. So whatever you do, um, you know, know that you're, you're kind of blessed and that you know, this profession offers us many, many avenues and what it does not offer us are, are dead ends. There, there really are no cul-de-sacs that, you know, there's, there's so many places and ways you can go with this wonderful degree that we hold that whatever reinvention is always possible. So know that and use that as a safety net. Um, and please let me know, let me know, firstly, was this useful? And secondly, let me know what happens next. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Stories, we are all just stories and 
and I'm always keen to hear how other people's stories unfold. All right, you take care. Thank you for the question. If any of the rest of you guys have questions, send them in and we'll take a stab at them here in Freewheeling. Be safe, be well, be happy.